Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 27. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week we'll be talking about the 2014 New Zealand horror film, Housebound. Back to New Zealand. This is our, our favorite place. Our third foray. No, it is not our favorite place. <laughs> our previous New Zealand films were The Dead Room and Dithgism. Dithgism. Probably the worst movie ever. Neither of which we really liked. I liked Dead Room. You like it you more than further... You argue with me constantly about it, but I, I maintain that I liked it a little bit on the podcast and I continue to like it a little bit. I defended it on the podcast. I remember doing it. This is better than either of those, right? It's absolutely... Oh my God, it's much better. Like a lot better. Yes. Okay. I have already seen this movie. Um, I, I thought I remembered that I liked it. I remembered being like, this is kind of weird. But I remembered liking it and I liked it again this time. P- possibly even more than last time. I Having had, seen the worst that Netflix has to offer. I had never seen it. And I was very pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's written and directed by Gerald Johnstone. Who did nothing else, right? Yeah. This is his this is his big project. Yeah. As is the Which normally means poor things about a movie, like that's how Shark Lake was. Well that's what we've learned. A lot of these are like people's first films, or right. at least like And usually that's a bad thing, but this was actually pretty okay. I think it's better than okay. I like this. It is okay. weird. I'll be honest. I was and I'm hoping that you can guide us through this episode because you have had you've seen it before, so you have a little more context than mm-hmm. I do. I was kind of overwhelmed by this in a good way because so much happens in this movie. Yes, it is a lot. There is so much plot. And again, it's not necessarily a flaw. I didn't really get lost, but I was definitely overwhelmed. It's a lot. And it's not a very long movie either. It's like a normal length, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's, it's just a lot happens. And um, before I watched it the second time, the only thing I remembered from the first part was like the last line of the movie. I remembered her, the main character, and I remembered the last, the very last thing that happens and that was kind of it. So I did. I was experiencing this also kind of like, again, for the first time, kind yeah. of, you know, remembering things as they came along. So do you want to get into plot? Yeah. I, up front, we should probably say, if you are interested in this, you should watch it. Yes. Go watch it before you listen to this, because we will spoil. And there is a pretty, like, major spoiler. Yeah. It, has, are, it has a twist. I think there are several twists in this movie. You're right. right. There absolutely I think the, are, right. the plot moves in a lot of interesting directions. Again, there's a lot of plot. We're not going to talk about all of it, but we're going to talk about the big things. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in watching this movie, which I think we both recommend that you should. I definitely recommend it. It's not a bad way to spend an hour and 45 minutes. Absolutely. That being said, we open on a woman and a man trying to... Rob an ATM. Yeah, break into an ATM with a homemade bomb. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not opening up on, like, you know, <laughs> our main character as a completely moral person. Oh, no. Well, her friend hits himself in the head with a crowbar. Fucks up. (laughs) Immediately. And so she's left to do this robbery basically on her own. And she doesn't leave him. She like She gets the... She blows up the ATM. She pulls out the money. She drags her friend back to the car and tries to escape. But by that point, you can already hear the sirens. And she gets stuck trying to leave the parking lot. And she's 100%, you know, getting arrested. So she gets arrested. I think this opening scene actually sets the tone pretty well. It does. Because her dragging her friend's body across the frame of the shot mm-hmm. is weird, like, very funny. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's the music. It's that there's this really dramatic kind of, like, bank robbing music. Yeah. And then the music stops for her, like, that sound of just <laughs> dragging and that it's, like, a long shot of her dragging yeah. him across. And then when she's in the car, this also really sets the tone of, like, just the drama of of this movie is she's in the car and the music's still playing. You hear the sirens. She's stuck, and 
she's like trying to get out and you're she's so frustrated and scared clearly and then she just like screams yeah and that also has this like it, the tone the, the the beats of this movie are very present from the very beginning and they stay consistent the whole time definitely yeah so our protagonist kylie is now in court and her lawyer is saying hey she should go to a treatment program because she's on meth and they're like that does not work yeah, this but, girl's hopeless but, she needs stability not like another treatment center right. So the judge is like, to live with her mom. you're going to go on house arrest <laughs> for eight months. Which, like, I will just say right off the bat, I love house arrest horror movies. I think they are great. I mean... What are some other ones? Um, Well, just that's what... um, Is it called Disturbia? I just got confused. It is called Disturbia. Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf. I love that movie. And part of it's because I love Rear Window. And Rear Window isn't exactly a house arrest movie, but it's, it's the same kind of idea of, like, you're confined. Um, well, so is, like, Hush. Like, there are a lot of ways no, to make someone no, confined. No, she leaves her house. And if she could actually get away from her house, she'd be fine. It's the idea of, like, in Rear Window, he's like, he can't leave. If he tried to leave, he would just fall and not be leaving, like, really basically drag himself around. How and does he get out? Like, how would he get out? He d- Do they have elevators? No. He can't. That's the, that's the idea. He's completely Well, he confined. can't because he's, like, recently injured, but, like... We're talking about rear window now. This right, is not... right, right. Anyway, but I like but I like Disturbia. Disturbia is the same exact thing of like he has the ankle bracelet mm-hmm. on, and when you're trying to investigate something that's like you're already in trouble with the law, so probably they're not going to trust you. And if you try to get away from whatever's trying to kill you, the police will come and be like, "Why are you trying to escape your house arrest?" So that always sets up like a really good, um, like danger and like. Having a narrator that is un, like quote unquote unreliable or untrustworthy works really well in horror movies because it means that you can't like trust the police, which I love. This movie does something a little different on that. Actually, I think we don't want to get there yet, but right. I do find it really interesting that this movie sort of her relationship with the law is different. It is absolutely, and is. I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, the big part of the front of this movie is the fact that she does not like her mom one bit, and her stepdad is like just a little bit of a. He's, like, boring. Yeah. He's just, like, a, I mean, her, her family is, they're very simple. You know, her mother just wants to, like, watch her soaps and, like, have her little house. And her stepdad is, like, he just wants to... A cabbage in a polar fleece, as Kylie described oh, him. He's so sweet, though, he is Graham. Sweet. Uh, so, what's her mother's name? I don't know. Uh, She's Kylie. Miriam. Miriam. Miriam is the Graham. mother and Graham is the mm-hmm. stepdad, yeah. And they're, like, she's just causing so many issues for them you know she doesn't care she doesn't want to help with the cleaning no no she just wants all. to sit on the couch and watch the tv day one she blows up the computer like on accident oh yeah which it's weird i think the implication is supposed to be that's something supernatural yeah because i think like her first night there she hears her mom on the radio yeah. talking about like How the house is haunted like some call-in show or something she's talking about a supernatural experience yeah, and because she's... The, the radio host is like ghosts aren't real and her mom calls in to be like i've seen a ghost in my house so kylie's listening to this being like oh my god my mom is insane yeah there's no ghost in our house but then what she reveals to her what like when she confronts her about this miriam is like you told me there was a ghost in our house when you were little yeah like i am not the only one who's ever seen this like you have also seen this when you were young um so we're setting up this this idea of this presence of a ghost covered in like kind of a stereotypical like covered in a sheet maybe like well, that's what her... Which also makes it sound kind yeah. of fake, but as the, you know, first act of this movie progresses, we start to see yeah, yeah. the signs of 
a supernatural presence. One of those is that the computer sort of blows up mm-hmm. out of nowhere. They have like old school dial up, which I I have not heard that sound of like I know <laughs> screeching and dial up in so long. It mm-hmm. was very like yeah. There's lots of creaking in the house. Yeah. Um, there's it's constant like the pipes and the like walls and everything's creaking and um, that also kind of informed the like what I said earlier the beats of this movie. There's mm-hmm. a lot of like. That they, the way they, they use music kind of like yeah. the music will be playing and they'll be like it'll stop for something kind of silly or random and then it'll keep going so it, it, it established a lot of like tone in the first half of the movie so the first major thing that happens I don't remember how many days it's been mm-hmm. but it's the middle of the night Kylie hears her cell phone go off Mm-hmm. The Hello Moto. It's so funny. This movie's from 2014, but it might be as well be from like 2005. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she goes down into the basement where it's ringing, mm-hmm. and there's all so much junk down there. There's like a great moment where like this Jesus statue like falls onto her. Yeah, you know, and like, of course it has this big kind of like looming right. that it's a Jesus statue. Um, and there's like books and stuff down there. There's just tons of junk, and um, as she's kind of wandering around, a hand. Grabs her ankle. Grabs bracelet. her ankle. Um, yeah. And she obviously is terrified and runs back up the stairs, tells her mother, and uh, her her ankle bracelet beeps, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so who's to show up but the police officer who put it well, on her in the Before first that, before that, another just a really good moment okay. of like dry humor is that she's like, Mom, something grabbed me. We have to go investigate. And her mom's kind of like, Yeah. Why are you waking me up in the middle of the night? I have to work in the morning. Uh, and she just like grabs her mother's. Ma- like puts a hand over her mother's mouth to listen and just hold us there for like an unnaturally yeah. long time <laughs> and just like the length of that beat extending it just really works it did work i think fun. i i'm sort of rep- repeating myself i just think the comedic timing in this is really good it's very strong. a lot of the like very natural sort of uh reactions are just like stretched to the right degree mm-hmm. and i think it's just like they nailed that aspect and of i the think we'll talk more about this but all three of them in the house at this moment of kylie miriam and, and um graham. graham they they're all very natural it's a very natural like life they're leading of this like kind of what we similar to what we've seen in like the dead room of just kind of like this little house out in the you mm-hmm. know forest you know that's not it's not like near a city um and they're kind of just like simple yeah. people and but i think but it's also but the movie also drama like dramatic like is dramatizes? dramatizes different things in certain ways to make it comedic so it ha- it plays really nicely with like simplicity but also drama and i really enjoyed it i do also want to say here is as good a place as any the actress playing kylie is so expressive she is and i really like at some point i made a note i don't know when that she's just like a a human reaction gif <laughs> because especially every time she like sneers or is like disgusted yes. it's just it's it's perfect and she has an angry face so she has a very she's very like stern she's she kinda, makes good faces she looks kind of like natalie portman she's like a rough around the edges natalie portman i did not think about that at all i don't think she looks like natalie portman that's interesting i know she's got sharper features oh, rough around the edges all right yeah maybe i don't know i can't i don't see it but i i know what you mean She's rough. she's certainly rough around the edges. Anyway, I think all the acting in this movie is very natural, but I do think it that is. Kylie is a huge Kylie is our protagonist, and she ends up carrying us through a lot of this movie. Of course, and I think that she definitely can bear the weight of 
this performance. Mm-hmm. I was definitely in a in a world of many low budget horror movies, uh, <laughs> some of which end up being good but don't have great acting. I was really pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah, she's great. I think I li- I like her a lot. So then back to the plot. Yeah. Um, her ankle bracelet went off during this whole you know situation. So the it's not is he is he a police officer or no. is he just he works for this? He works for the security company. The security company, right? Yeah. So he comes. His name is Amos, mm-hmm. and he's at first you know he's very gruff. He's like. You know, I, I got an alert for your ankle bracelet, but then he turns out he's like well, a major well first paranormal all, investigator. Kylie's very like suspect. She's like, "Oh, you're just you're just here. Like, why are you? How did you show up here so fast? Yeah. Like, oh, you're just in the neighborhood." And he like rips open his jacket and he's wearing pajamas. Oh, yeah. He's like, "I live in the neighborhood." I live in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like adorable. Well, well the mom, so the mom's like immediately like, "So it's a ghost. Like, it's of definitely course. a ghost." Yeah. And Kylie's like. She makes her sneering face. <laughs> and uh, Amos immediately starts trying to talk to the ghost. He's so excited about it. He's got it. A, like a tape recorder. Yeah. And he's like, is there a spirit here? there's a here? presence here. And then they, then they like, they, it's, it's like exciting, a, but then they, he plays it back and there's nothing on the tape. So it's yeah. a kind of a moment of like, what is going on no, here? It's, Kylie's like, you, you, you think somebody's going to answer? And he's like, maybe they already have. And then he just plays the tape of what he just did. And there's just silence. Yeah. <laughs> Very- it works very well. But then Amos comes back the next day with like his whole thing, all of his oh, investigative yeah. equipment. He's going to, he says he's going to hunt the ghost pro bono. He's like, oh, right. this is just, just like, for you know. science, just for like the love of hunting ghosts. And he takes this very seriously. Kylie yes. makes some joke about like, I'm going to punch it in the face. And he's just like, you, you cannot punch, punch ectoplasm. Oh yeah. That's what he says. You can't punch ectoplasm. <laughs> like it's he's so, so disappointed. He's- Listen, I love him so much. Amos might be my favorite character in this movie. I love Kylie, but I love Amos, and I will we'll talk more about it, but I love their relationship specifically. Again, I, I agree. This is what I was alluding to earlier. Their relationship is that, like, a, a huge part of the emotional center of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, his job is to make sure she stays in the house, but he is very, like, willing to go along with her. I mean, like... Right. Part of it is him believing in ghosts, but he wants to help them immediately. Right. He isn't that worried about Kylie like bending the rules of. No, of I was gonna things. say he gives her a big break. I don't want to skip too far ahead, right. but like the ghost begins to start antagonizing Kylie yeah. a little bit more. There's a very very spooky part. There's a bear in her childhood bedroom, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the night, it starts talking to her, and it says. I can, I can hear, hear you, breathe. you breathing. I can hear you talk. It's like I can hear you talking. And then it says, I can hear you breathing. And then it says something like... I just want to be friends. I just want to be friends. And then she takes it. Well, okay. So you're you're zooming past this. Sorry. I think this is really well done. So like... It has a creepy voice too. It has, it has a creepy voice. And it's like a stuffed bear. And it's dark. So it's like, it says something like, I can hear you breathing. And so she turns on the light. And we are conditioned to expect like... Nothing's going to happen now because she turned on the lights right. or whatever. But like then it says, like, I just want to be friends. Yeah. And it's really creepy. And practical effects are great. And yeah. I'm so glad it's not CGI'd. It's, it's like not, actually it's a, a puppet. Bear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so good. She freaks out. She like... Grabs it and throws it in the fire. In the fire. And, and it then says, it says, I wouldn't do that to my friend. It is so scary. It's so scary. It's so well done. And then uh, it's not over because the next morning she's in the shower and it crawls out of the fireplace and comes into the shower with her. <laughs> Yeah, and then she has to like beat it to death. Yeah. Um. So then, of course, it's like a burned, horrifying corpse of a stuffed bear, like the end of Child's Play. Yes. Oh, that's exactly what I it's thought. It's literally. Of. Yeah. It's very like Chucky at the end when he's all burned up, but he's still fucking crawling around yeah. talking. Um. So then 
she's so scared. Like at this well, point, Kylie is like, now they I'm have evidence. So done. And they come to investigate, and they're like, oh, I don't know, it was malfunctioning. And so her counselors come to talk to her, who's, I think we saw him once before, but he's coming to visit to like talk to her throughout her um, house mm-hmm. arrest. Aren't there two of them? One of them is the counselor, and the other one is, because there's one who's like, the counselor who comes to her before and is like, I want to help you, let's let's talk to each other. And the other one is... The Ted Cruz looking motherfucker? Yes, the guy from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I don't know the difference between the two of them. Do you remember? I don't remember a second counselor. I don't There's remember a benevolent one. The benevolent one is the one that first comes. No, that's the same person. Oh, it's the same person. He j- it just like, I guess he's lit There's weird. two of them. Because they're sitting in the window, right? They're yeah. Sitting, yeah. No, it's the same person. I know because that's when I first thought, who does this person look like? And it wasn't until the end of the movie that I realized it was Ted Cruz. It was Ted Cruz. Uh, no, it's the same person. I there were two of them. That's weird. Nah. No, she has the one counselor, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes and he starts talking to her like, <laughs> I'm showing Liz a note on my phone where I say, who does this counselor look like in bold? Is it fucking Ted Cruz? And it is. He doesn't have the same hair, but he has the same pointy nose and double chin. He thinks she's on drugs. Yeah. He's like, you which are Which is a fair thought to make. Well, that's the other thing. Like, she wasn't just like smoking weed. No. She, she was, was on meth. meth. Yeah. Like, this girl's been through some shit. Yeah. Uh... Her life before this was very hard. Dark, yeah. Very clearly. Uh, she was robbing ATMs probably to buy more meth. And so the couch was like, I don't trust you. You're worthless. Yeah. Uh, Which is not fair. It's not nice. Stop ni- being not, mean to your he's mom. He's not nice, but he's also like, he thinks he's dealing with someone dangerous here. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't, again, what I was talking about earlier, like the, I like, I like this dynamic of like, she is, she is right, mm-hmm. but she hasn't given anybody a reason to trust her to this yeah. point like she has there's no reason for people to be like oh you you're right this must be haunted and not mm-hmm. you just trying to get out of the situation because you want to be free a big part of that is that she has been very on edge and very hostile with like literally everyone so far including right. amos who's amos. been very warm to her yeah. like up until this point she's been extremely just like tense and frustrating angry. frustrating just to deal angry. with like, she's a very angry person yeah. um the reason i bring that up is because one of the next scenes uh I'm worried we're getting too much into the plot here, but I really like this. I love the plot. I want to talk about the plot. <laughs> is that she finds an old pair of tap shoes in her room. <sighs> yeah. And she starts like tap dancing. Tap dancing. At- it is so, it's actually so sweet. Mm-hmm. And like the way she does it, it's not like it, it's not like she, I think that it's, it's really beautifully done because it's not like she transforms yeah. into like, oh, suddenly I'm this soft, sweet angel. It's like she puts on her tap shoes, she rolls up her sweatpants yeah. and she starts tapping. And of course, tap dancing, like. It's not ballet. Yeah. There is an anger to it, and there is like a a visceral, a visceral like, sort rhythm of, yeah. kind of feeling. But she's tapping, and she's great. And then Graham catches her, and she yells at him. And it's like it's just a very. I think that it gives her so much depth that is not necessary for this movie, but it's really great. It is a jump scare that it's Graham in the window. It is right because I think this this might even be the same day as the bear thing, or it's it soon been, after. Yeah, but she's on edge. She's and exploring she, through the house. She found this it. one moment of like peace and like joy, and then she's scared again, and it's okay. unfortunate. But it's great. Again, I think there's some more plot. Like she's just milling around the house. Uh, but the next big thing that isn't covered is that her mom had lied about when they when they bought this house it was a bed and breakfast before that's what um her mom said said, yeah yeah but it turns out that it was a halfway house Mm -hmm. uh with a history of murder (laughs) (laughs) halfway house for children right yes not a halfway house for adults halfway house for children who were disturbed or mentally ill or so graham sort of reveals this offhandedly not knowing that miriam has lied about it and 
Kylie goes digging through files in the basement, finds like some thing about a girl who was... And she's was... online too. She oh, goes yeah. online and she finds articles written about this girl. Who was stabbed 46 times with a carving fork, like a mm-hmm. meat carving fork. Lizzie. And she was also bitten. She was also bitten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so during this exploration, this is also when she finds the, um, the dental piece, right? No. She, she puts these things together. Um, maybe, about her maybe, being bitten. Yeah. She finds the, a box, right, in her room. Oh, yeah. And it has all of these, like, like jewels and stuff. And then the denture is in... Yeah. No, the denture has fallen through, and the denture it fell through the vent to the um, furnace, mm-hmm. which doesn't work anymore. So she finds the dental thing in the furnace. It's like a... What's it called? A denture. It's a denture, yeah. Yeah, sorry. She finds the denture in the furnace, and she finds all the stolen stuff, and she kind of pieces together that... Um, she was stealing from someone and then that person found out and bit her and the denture fell out, yeah. and, which is a little bit of a reach. It is a bit of a reach. I think, But that... she's trying really hard to piece things together. And so they think then that it's the ghost of Lizzie, the girl who was right. killed, trying to free herself from this house. But we're, we're sort of like, that's more Kylie in solving mode. Yes. Her immediate reaction is to get the fuck out. Yeah. So she goes to, I don't know. She asks someone, she's like, I want to I want to be transferred. I, I don't want to live in this house. I Put me in house arrest somewhere the fuck else. Yeah, I don't mind being yeah. continuing to be punished, yeah. but like, not here. Um, and they're like... So they no. have a meeting. There's the, the lawyers there. Maybe that's who you're thinking of. The lawyer, the lawyer and the counselor yeah. are there. It's nighttime. They're having a conversation about like, Kylie's saying, I understand that, mm-hmm. you know, I... I, I did a bad... I need to be... Punished. I don't yeah. get out of uh, punishment because there's a ghost here, but there's a fucking ghost here and I don't want to live here anymore. I'm going to mm-hmm. die. Which I think is melodramatic because we haven't seen that much malice thus far. I I actually made a note about this that like we don't really have evidence that like anything's trying to kill her. No, usually but the, there's more clear. Well, we don't know what the bear was trying to do. The bear like stalked her into the shower and attacked her in some way. So that's a little malicious. Well, it's not as malicious as what happens during this scene. Oh, of course. Which is that they're they're having this conversation. The lights go out. Miriam's it's my like favorite style of uh of horror when the lights go out and people are talking to each other and then the lights will go on for a moment and show you something scary we've talked about it a million times but the lights are out Miriam's like trying to get to the fuse box and she's pressing different fuses and Mm -hmm. she's going does this one work and they all go no does this one work oh and kylie's out of the room at this point too she has stalked off in anger but then the lights are out um and so Miriam's trying and then miriam tries i think it's the third one of course it's the third one yeah the lights go on for one moment um, and the counselor, you see the counselor, he's sitting, he's not, he's just looking off into the distance. Well, because it was pitch black a yeah. second ago. And behind, sort of behind him to the left is a, you know, sheet, sheet ghost, ghost yeah. a hooded figure of some of right. sort. Um, and then the lights go out again without, without any reaction right. from anyone. And they're like, oh no, it was that one. Go back to that one. And then the lights go on again. And previously clothes were drying on like a drying rack. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they when the lights go on again, the counselor has been entangled, like mangled. Man- he's he's been put inside of the drying rack with like some of the pieces going through his hands. Yeah, yeah. So like horrifying, like yeah. truly awful. So then, of course, then that's like we're in the house of a malicious ghost. Oh, definitely. Well, that's again. I think that's the first part where this is like really. Clear. Kylie's like, I gotta get out. Well, first of all, it looks really bad for Kylie. It looks like they think she did it. From an She's like, I'm out, I was outside of the room. I, I had nothing to do with it. And the this. last thing she had said was something really like angry towards the towards counselor. Towards the counselor, yeah. So Kylie decided she's not gonna get any help. So she decides, fuck the 
house arrest. I'm running away. <laughs> Fuck the police. So she does. She like grabs her things and is running away. Uh, she's like she's walked up a hill. She's she's out. She's mm-hmm. like she's, she's gone. Got a bag packed. Yeah. And then Amos like intercepts her and is like. You're wearing an ankle. Like, I know where you are at all times. Like, what are you doing? But he's so sweet about it. You know, of course, he doesn't like immediately call this whole police thing. He, no, like, he, does, he doesn't he call He comes and gets her to be like, what are well, you doing? Well, specifically, and I think this is the most interesting part of this movie. This is a, such a turn is that he's like, you need to help this ghost. Oh, yeah. This ghost has reached out to you. If you were Lizzie scared is trapped and alone, in the house just yeah. like you are, like, you need to. W- w- don't you have a responsibility to help her? And like, that works. But it's just Amos's appeal isn't like, Look, you are a criminal, and my job is to bring you in. He's mm-hmm. like, you need to go back because this ghost girl needs your help. Yeah, you should do it. And Kylie does it. She's <laughs> like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> um. So then the next suspect on their list that they find is the neighbor. I don't remember why they see. I think this is when decide to like look at him specifically. I actually think this is when they find the um the denture, the denture, or at least they find the brooch because this is when Kylie starts putting it together. I don't think she was really investigating it before. Okay. But now she's, she's like, I got to figure out gotcha. how to, how to help Lizzie. They find the brooch. That's when she comes up with a theory that like, someone bit her. Someone, well, she had stolen. She was stealing and something. And then, yeah. Um, and she decides it was the neighbor because he's got dentures and they're like spying on him. Well, they're spying style. on him first before they see he, they have dentures. So there must be some reason when she's like, oh, he's stealing from the neighbor. He's a weirdo. Yeah, he's got he's got got a lot of junk in his yard, and he's been living there since she was a kid too. Yeah, so like oh, maybe she remembers him she from knows his child. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he's he's spooky, and they're peering over like a hedge at him, and they see him take out a denture, and they're yeah. like, oh, it's straight up this guy, a hundred percent. So then Amos MVP helps Kylie break into this dude's house. No, he's like, so he's that's why he's so great. He's not the kind of the like, only good cop he is in history, literally. And he's like <laughs> he's and the whole time he's like Kylie, like don't do this, but he's also like. She's like, Amos, this is the only way. And he's like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> like, so it is the only way. Kylie runs around the house trying to find... Uh, we see this is all off screen. We're, we're, we're with Amos as he's like waiting outside mm-hmm. tensely. She can't find the dentures anywhere. And she's like, oh man, he must have them with him. All right, wait, I'll be back. And then goes in to try to steal them out of his mouth while he's sleeping. Literally puts her fingers in his mouth as he's sleeping. He wakes up. The dentures fly yeah. into a pile of newspapers. Right. And then... They, Kylie, they, yeah, there's a scuffle, and Kylie tries to run, and they, they both have to run away. They run away. Uh, Amos, Amos gets, gets his leg stuck in a like a bear trap because this dude has bear traps in his front yeah, yard. Just, you know, because that's what you do. But Kylie, he's like, "Go, Kylie!" Again, he's so sweet to her. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You go, I can." She handle puts this. like a little thing on top of him so that mm-hmm. uh, the guy can't see him. Uh, but he's like, you know, you if you're caught outside of the house, you'll be in bigger trouble. Mm-hmm. Just go. So, so she great. goes. She hides in like a shed. Um. And again, it's a very tense moment because this guy is, like, running after them. He... Amos calls the house and is, like, he's heading towards the house. So, oh, like, yeah. be careful. Yeah, yeah. She, like, sees, you know, somebody walk by mm-hmm. in the shed. Uh, and I guess she's she's just committed to violence now because she pops out and stabs him with uh, garden shears. But it's not him. It's, it's Graham. Graham. It's so sad. Graham did nothing wrong. She stabs Graham in the chest with giant, like, hedge yeah. trimmers. So then, of course, Graham has to go to the hospital. I'm, I'm, sh- okay, so he doesn't die. Right, I was course, fucking shocked because blood is spurting out onto Ky- Kylie's face. Oh, yeah. Like, it looks like death, but, you know, modern medicine is a miracle. It is the goriest part of this movie thus far. Thus yeah, far. okay, I was good. Thus far, there's a really gory part coming up later. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> it's a, it's a place it's this a, movie hasn't gone yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There hasn't, it hasn't been bloody so far, and this is like blood. 
but, spurting everywhere. But this is the come down, right? So we should we should start speeding up a little bit because yeah. I think we're getting really bogged down. Because now Graham's in the hospital. Miriam is like... How At the, the hospital with him. How like, the fuck could you do this? And Kylie's yeah. Kylie's doing chores. Kylie's like, look. It is, it is really touching, actually, because at this point, obviously, Kylie's been like, I'm just in this house. Like, I don't care. I'm going to sit and watch TV and put chips all over the couch. And like, I don't give a well, shit. Because here's the thing. Because, again, they're not in any mortal danger, clearly. Uh, is is hunting this ghost worth Graham's life? Like, nah, not no. Right, not right now. Absolutely yeah. not. So, like, this is a heartbreaking moment for this family. And Miriam is like obviously furious with kylie so kylie goes home and is like vacuums the house like does all the chores it's just like it's a very sweet moment of kylie like trying to make it up to her mother what she's done Mm -hmm. and doing that by like doing the chores which is just i just thought it was very sweet it's again it's one of those other like kylie has real depth moments that's really beautiful you know who Meanwhile, isn't, isn't uh, discouraged is Amos. Amos. Because he breaks into the neighbor's house. Cragland. We, <laughs> to find the... Is the neighbor's his, name is Cragland. Cragland, right. Um, um, to find the dentures. To find the dentures. Instead, he finds this pile of newspapers, the aforementioned Chekhov newspapers, mm-hmm. and they're all about Lizzie's murder. Mm-hmm. Or not all of them. The one on top is. The, uh, uh, there's a few of them. A couple of them are about Lizzie's murder. And so then Amos confronts Cragland. Cragland mm-hmm. like, finds him in the house, and yeah. Amos is like, I'm not scared of you. I know that you murdered someone fess up and Kraglin is like i see what you're talking about come with me i'm gonna show you something and it tells a very long story about a boy named eugene who was his stepson kind of he was just some kid that like but he like he took, he calls him his son yeah he raised him enough to where, where he felt like he was his son but it's the, but he the son of a woman he used to have sex with yeah who then the woman left the son and eugene just like lived at his house for a few years and he was like a whiz with technology technology but also maybe had like a darker thing of like well, taking apart animals and insects in, him, a, in a scientific way caught him tearing the legs off a of magi which is what apparently is a, a stray cat oh okay well then that's kind of what he's saying is like can we also say this he is also a good time maybe to say, has like a sociopath kind of thing this is a good time to, to talk about the fact that there's a uh, so much new zealand slang in this movie i understood like <laughs> half of it some things i wrote down are flash as like an adjective Top up, bit of a domestic. Oh, I've heard bit of a domestic before. I'm no Joe Dokes. No idea what that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, I wrote down a whole list of things that I'm just like. You know what bit of a domestic is, right? I don't know. Bit of a domestic is like when you're having um a like a spat, like a like a couple are having like a spat. domestic abuse. Kind of, yeah, like like a dom- like a domestic argument. What'd you call it? A domestic? It's just an argument. They just call it a domestic. It, it's, it's a specific argument that's between a couple. Okay. So they're like, oh. That's grim. My two married friends are having a bit of a domestic. They're like fighting in their house. Anyway, this Eugene character sounds real suspicious, especially when yeah. Craglin reveals that he used to live uh, in the crawl space under. Mm-hmm. But then he disappeared. Yeah. Didn't he beat him? There was like Craglin is like I got really drunk one night and I like beat the shit out of him and, and then I tried to apologize the next day, but he was already gone. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And mentions that like that that was weird because Eugene never went outside. Right. He does not go outside. Um, but Craglin, it's an interesting moment because Craglin's like, yeah, I beat the shit out of him and I actually felt bad that I, the next day about it, which is an interesting, like, all these well, characters have backstories that feel like oddly fleshed out, even well, Craglin, who matters so little in this movie. That's what I was saying is that there's, there's so much going on in this movie. Yeah. And like, up until this point, there was no reason for us to not think that... Craglin is the killer. Craglin is the killer yeah. of Lizzie and then Lizzie just goes haunting hunt. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it, introducing Eugene at this point is so complicated and it's it is. fascinating. But then Kylie goes and puts the vacuum. She's been cleaning. She goes yeah. and puts the vacuum back in the closet. Closet, 
And as she's trying to shove it back in, because, you know, the vacuum never goes back in the closet the way you want it, um, she breaks through the back of the closet, and there's the crawl space, and it, it's, it's just large, and it looks kind of... So she goes into the crawl space, you know, cut back to, because this is that are with each other. Mm-hmm. Amos is in his car. He's got the bear in, like, an evidence bag mm-hmm. in the back seat. Uh, it starts talking. Well, it says a bit of a, like, like, I'm recording, like it's yeah somehow lets amos know that i i have a tape recorder in me yeah it's like you've reached the end of the tape please turn it over something or like replace that. me or something like that uh which again is like a little serendipitous of like oh while amos is sitting in the car the bear starts to talk to him it's like a it's little a, it's a movie plot has plot has to move forward it's, it's a movie yeah it's, not, it's a documentary um, so he plays the tape and it's revealed that like Eugene used to live in the walls of their house and baby Kylie used to talk to Eugene mm-hmm. and be like, nobody believes that you're real, but I know that there's a man living in the walls of our house. Mm-hmm. And Amos is like, oh, oh shit. Fuck. And like speeds to Kylie. To Kylie. It's a long drive. It's kind of weird that like, it's like the next door neighbor, right? He must have gone somewhere else. He must have been somewhere else like at work or something. I guess. He lives in the neighborhood too. It's confusing. He was talking to, he, he was talking to Craigland during the day and this is night. So there had to have been some kind he of He was not like, talking to Kraglin during the day because um, there's the great shot of... it's was it dark like out- early evening? No, it's dark outside. Remember is when it? he's looking through the newspaper and Kraglin shows up with the flashlight in the window? Oh, it's yeah, dark. yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. It's, it's sort of I'm well lit. when he takes him over to the... It's because it's well lit because it's okay. like a side of a house. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, Meanwhile, Kylie crawling else. through the secret space in the walls mm-hmm. uh, comes upon someone living there. Yes, a man with crazy hair and very pale face and black lips. Lots of technology. <laughs> yes, lots of technology everywhere. So so presumably this man in the walls is Eugene. As ex we know, son of Craigland. As viewers. Yes, Kylie, Kylie does not no know this. Um, so she just sees a man on the walls and she's obviously terrified. Amos is trying to call her, but she can't get to her phone. Mm-hmm. I noticed because phones are constantly ringing in this movie. The Hello Moto, Hello Moto. plays a million and times. And also, her phone was stolen by Eugene, right? It's in the walls currently at yeah. this moment. So, like, she's trying to find it. And Eugene, like, sees her. And they have a kind of, like, a little chase scene through yeah. the through the walls. She jumps through the... Does she, like, kick through she, the walls? Yeah, she falls through the walls. In the pa- pantry. And then she kicks through the pantry and, like, jumps out through the pantry. Which is amazing. It's it's an awesome scene. Like, you're in the walls, it's dusty, and it's dark, and then she just bursts out into this, like, well-lit kitchen, and then there's food everywhere from the pantry. Right. And it's a very cool, like, juxtaposition scene. Like, I, I thought it was really... It's a great shot. It's also the first time we see Eugene really clearly. Uh, actually, let's talk about Eugene and She gets out, she gets in the car. Eugene's still chasing her and, like, trying to get in the car. She, like, locks the window. She ends up hot-wiring it because she is a criminal. Right. And Never forget. <laughs> like, drives off to the police station. But Eugene has disappeared. And I straight up thought that he had, like, cape feared her and, like, was hanging on the bottom of the car. Oh, me too. For a second, like, I was worried about it. Unfortunately, uh, that's how it happened. did not do it. <laughs> uh, she goes to the cops and... She's screaming at them and, of course, they don't believe her because she's saying things that are a bit outside yeah. of the normal realm of possibility. It's not even like that she's a criminal. It's just that she's just like... And she thinks her mom's going to be on the way home at this point, right? She's yeah. like, my mom's going to be home. He's going to get her. You have to come with me. This man's living in the walls. Thank God our savior, Amos, shows up and is like, she's telling the truth. Yeah. And so they all go to the house. I love their friendship. I love him so much. They're I also, so it, great. Uh, I just do say like... I have a, a comment later about the props, but one of those props is the ankle bracelet, and it is integral to the plot of this movie mm-hmm. that Amos can track her, and it is 
fucking brilliant. It is great. It works so well that he could just burst in and be like, Carly, we gotta go. She's telling the truth. Uh, so then they go back to, they all go back to the house. The police officers, um, the counselor's there too at this point, right? Yes. he's come to like aid in this situation. Um, so they're all sitting around, the two police officers, the counselor, counselor Amos, Miriam, Miriam and, and Kylie. Kylie. And I don't understand this part because the counselor decides that she has disassociative identity disorder. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're just... Well, and also all the proof is gone. Like... Uh, she keeps trying to show them the how, like where the wall is different. But they won't let her. Well, she shows them in the pantry, and there's something that presumably uh, Eugene has put. There's something that he can put in front of the pantry, so that like he can get through the pantry. But if you try to get in from the outside, you couldn't. I literally don't understand though why they did. Like they refuse to believe her. Yeah. Amos knows that Eugene was living in the walls, mm-hmm. and again, like it does not that hard to check like at the back of the pantry Mm -hmm. but they're like no you are literally you literally have did you cannot be trusted anymore you have made up these personalities over the years this is why you're such a problem child Mm -hmm. and it's like really fucked up and weird yeah especially the counselor he's he's really starting to like no but everyone else is push her like even even amos gets sucked into it and it's very frustrating yeah uh she eventually like breaks away from them and like kicks away the cop in order to like break down the back of the pantry, and there is a secret passageway mm-hmm. there, but she like she literally has to physically fight off a cop to yeah. even like for them to even consider that Believe she might be her, yeah. telling the truth. Um, so they're all sitting around, what figuring out what to do with it. Like they've like retired to the tea room, yes, <laughs> uh, and they're like talking about it as they're sitting there talking about, I guess, what to do next. Mm-hmm. Kylie notices that the counselor has dentures. He does, and she's like. Oh, oh fuck. another prison with dentures. So she pulls, and he and he's a counselor. So like, possibly did he work at this halfway house? Well, she again, goes to her mom first. Again, that's she's, like, she's like, can you distract him? Can you do what you do best, which is talk endlessly? <laughs> uh, and she says to him, she's like, what if he? This is this guy. What if he used to work here? Mm-hmm. Um, isn't it suspicious that when the only person who's really been attacked in this house is him? Yeah. So what if he used to work here? And the mom's like, oh please. But she's like, just distract him. And Kylie goes down to the basement. And goes starts going through the files that are still there from the halfway house, and finds that he was like an intern. He was like assigned there as like a is like a student, like a student thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's his. Like, and on his first day, Lizzie Chalmers beat the shit out of him, <laughs> like really fucked him up. Yeah, and he had to be reassigned. Yeah. Um. And so guys, like, well, it's obviously is, him. Yeah. He you know bit her. It's his dentures that I found, and he had a vendetta against Lizzie and murdered mm-hmm. her. So she goes back up, and in this time. Both the, where did Amos go? I don't know. He must have gone somewhere. Cause well, I know that eventually, the counselor knocks him out. Well, that, yeah, but he's not there right now. I don't know where he because went. so we're not doing a very good job of this for listeners. This is this is the so, part where it gets pretty complicated. The There's a lot of moving pieces. Counselor goes to the bathroom. The cop also goes to the bathroom. Kylie comes back up. It's just her mom there. Kylie says mm-hmm. the counselor used to work here. This is really suspicious. Why did you let him leave? And the mom's like, I don't know, you need to go to the bathroom. Like, what am I supposed to do? Not let him go to the bathroom? Uh, so then they are going to go find him. And he's not in the downstairs bathroom. So they go upstairs. And they're like, why'd you go to the upstairs bathroom? There's one downstairs. And he's like, oh. I, w- I wanted to be discreet. He's yeah. like, well, how did you know we had an upstairs bathroom? Uh, and his reaction is, isn't it just to like... I don't know. I think that's just when he... Tur- that's, that's his turn. No, because they also they find the cop dead with a corkscrew in his neck first. They find that when they're already fighting him. Oh, really? Yes, because that's when, remember, she takes the corkscrew out of that guy's neck and uses it to fight off. 
Yeah. So that's his. This is his big okay. turn. This is when. So they're like, well, "How did you know there was a bathroom up here?" And then he starts ch- attacking them. I yes. guess. Yes. Because uh, I guess he's figured out that they've figured it out. He's like, "All right, if I'm going to be caught, like I'm not going to go down without a fight." Amos is gone because he shows up at the door later. Um, he must have gone to get somebody or something. Yeah. So know. anyway, this is uh, this next part is too complicated to totally recap, but yeah. it's a horror movie fight scene. You know, yeah. they're chasing through the, classic. the house. Um, but they're in the bathroom. And they get through the bathroom cabinet into the walls. Yes. So then they're fighting him from inside. They're inside the walls and he's outside, but he's trying to find different places to like stab them or shoot them or like yeah. get Amos them from outside. Amos shows up. He gets duped by the Knocked counselor because he yeah. doesn't know. Uh, Dennis, the counselor, whose name we have never mentioned. <gasps> Dennis, alone. that's what it is. Uh, he stabs Kylie in the leg too. He does. Like yeah, yeah, as yeah. she's trying to get away. So they're in the walls. They're with Eugene now. Uh, yes, they have found Eugene, and they're having an actual kind of peaceful moment where Eugene yeah. gives her the first aid kit so she can wrap up her leg. Eugene is like, he's obviously very socially inept. He doesn't really want to talk. He doesn't talk very much at all. Not very much. He wants to just like watch TV with his headphones on. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also, he shows all these pictures that he's drawn of Kylie over the years. As she's a child. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's watched her grow up. There's a very sweet moment where he's he's like showing her, this is when you first... This is when you had a fight with your mom. This is when mm-hmm. you want. This is when you dropped out of school, and then it says, "This is you leaving." Um, there's you leaving, and there's you, me, me, and your mom waiting for you to come back. Mm-hmm. Which is just like yeah. so sad that like also Eugene's lived in this house with Miriam for all these years, and like has watched her be sad about her daughter like going off on this kind of like wayward path. Mm-hmm. Which is like it's very sweet. It's like a nice moment, and it's not romantic which is like something that this movie could have played with of like oh he's in love with kylie there's no romance it's not it's like because there's a moment where he's like this is you in the bath and she's like there better not be any more of these and like there aren't like he he wasn't he wasn't like leering at her or like spying on her in a romantic or sexual way it's just like he thought of her as like a friend and was sad when she left and it's it's very sweet eugene's gonna help them but then dennis stabs him through the door oh yeah he does He's like up, he's up against something and yeah. he gets stabbed through the wall. Through, through the wall, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so Dennis is chasing them. Somehow they get onto the roof. There's a bizarre shot on the roof where like there's a lot going on, on the roof. Eugene has, or Dennis has chased them up there and like he turns around to the camera and like lightning flashes behind them. <laughs> it's like very. He's a he's a horror movie villain. Yeah. We've reached that point. I think Kylie like throws a shingle like a nunchuck. Oh yeah, it smacks. Or not right like a nunchuck, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Uh, like a throwing star. Yeah, and like hits Dennis in the head, and he like falls off the roof. Um, and they think he's gone. They go back to the kitchen. But Dennis will never fucking die. Of course. He, I again, this is advice podcast. Kill the villain. Yeah. Don't just let him fall off a you know roof and think that's it. But he shows back up. He's got one of them in a chokehold. Is it Kylie? He's got the mom in a. He takes a telephone cord and wraps oh, it around, around her neck. She's calling the police. But he's also sure. he's also punched Kylie in the face. Kylie's like been knocked out. Right. We see so Kylie's lying on the floor. Miriam's about to die, be choked out. Eugene's hand like <laughs> just taps Kylie on the, yeah. on the head. <laughs> and is like, hey, you should you should wake up and do something about this. Hands her a meat carving fork. Um mm-hmm. which she uses, she stabs uh Dennis up through, through the throat. Up, through the throat. Uh, which who knows if that would kill him, but he's like, he's bleeding. He's maybe dying. He's like immortal, but he's like, but, but he's going to like pull it out. It turns out the carving fork is wired up because Eugene's a tech guy to like a battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he blows up Dennis's, Dennis's head. head. Like 
in a sh- in a shower of like blood and guts fucking all scanners. over Miriam. It is exactly like Scanners. That's exactly what I thought. It's a hundred percent. It is the head blowing up moment from Scanners completely. <laughs> so then Miriam's covered in blood. Kylie's not so covered in blood. Yeah, but Miriam is like coated in blood. It's it is one of the two really gory moments of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like it's because even the leg stabbing isn't really nah. that gory. It's this and it's the um, Graham getting stabbed with the lawn. The what is it called? Garden shears. Garden shears moment. It's just showers of blood, and it's and it fits again into the kind of like comedy gore of this movie. Yeah. Like it's it's it, it's still it's disgusting, but it's still comedic because of course Miriam is like, how could this happen to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a great moment. Cut to seven months later. Mm-hmm. Amos isn't dead. Thank God. I thought he was dead. I was worried. I'm I'm so glad he didn't die. Uh. Mary was filming. Well, Kylie's getting her bracelet off. Yeah. That's and like Amos wh- is here to take the bracelet off. Yeah, yeah. And it's very anticlimactic. Um, yeah, he's just got it's really sweet. Mariam's like, how are you gonna do it? And Amos just goes, scissors. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh really? That's it? And he's like, Yeah. It's like a very it's a very cute little like Amos moment. Mm-hmm. And Kylie looks a little bit there's there's a little bit of a shift in her. Yeah. Her the way she looks. She's not wearing she's as much like, dark eyeliner. She's not wearing all black. She just looks a little... She's still got her, like, grumpy little face. Uh-huh. But she's, she looks looks a little bit happier and less... Um, Scowly. Angry. Yeah. I, think, I think, like, her anger is so a big part of this movie. It's so present. And I think that at the end, she just, like... Maybe she's just found a little bit of peace. I think mean, uh-huh. that's kind of, like... It's not, it's not, like, there was no big moment of peace... But she's. It seems like she's just found a little bit. She's just less angry. Mm-hmm. And also, Graham's alive. He's also there too. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a specific one where she turns the camera and Graham says something, and you're like, okay, everyone's alive. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh, the the end of the the, the last shot of the movie is that the camcorders run out of battery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, feeling like, oh, it's on the charger all night. And the end of the movie is Kylie screaming, Eugene. Eugene! So he but just he lives, still there, lives there now. It's just it's so it's, and I think that ending is also very sweet. You know. This movie, I think, is shockingly optimistic at the end. It's like nobody died except for, unfortunately, the cops. They were the only ones who, the, the only quote-unquote innocents who uh, who died in this. But, you know, the rest of them lived. Like, there was no sacrifice of Amos or Graham in order to, like, get to the end of this movie. And I think that's actually, like, I always appreciate that in horror movies. Definitely. Okay. So that's our that's our movie. Uh, one of the first things I want to talk about, sort of, as a, as a topic is I want to talk about Eugene. First question for you is, what is the implication of what has happened at the end? What end? Of the movie. Like, what has he done with the camcorder? I don't understand. I don't know. Taken the batteries. um, Used the camcorder in the middle of the night. should have been more specific. That's all. I just feel like it's a little... Sure. I don't know. It was just something about how it it was something to allude to that he's still there and he's messing with the... Electronics. Electronics in some kind of way. Like, he always has. Eugene is fascinating i think that he is such an interesting way to get on the supernatural so there's never any ghost right like Mm -hmm. lizzie chalmers was murdered in a gruesome way by dennis but like there's just been a man living in the walls for 20 years or whatever 25 years probably and in some ways he is like kind of a little like of a guardian angel Mm -hmm. of kylie and clearly also of lizzie but like at the same time he also is very much like in his own space like he doesn't really want to get involved that much i do want to say I am conflicted. I'm of two minds about this. But on one hand, the makeup work to make him look like a person who's been living in the walls covered in dust for mm-hmm. so many years looks like it's it's vivid. It is specific. When I think of this movie, 
it will be one of the things I think about is his face and his frizzy hair. I know we posted a picture on Twitter. We should probably post another one this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is iconic. It is yeah. very. Mm-hmm. And he's got there. big owl eyes. But he looks so silly. He looks like you haven't seen any Rob Zombie movies, right? No. He looks like a character from House of a Thousand Corpses or Devil's Rejects, where it's just like it is so over the top into like living, breathing comic book territory Mm -hmm. where the color is so stark and or lack of color in this case Mm -hmm. um that it was a little hard to take him seriously as a villain when we for the i don't know 10 minutes minutes we thought he was a villain i was very much just like this this looks ridiculous he he looks like i agree i agree and i think that's why like it's good we don't have to live with him as a villain for too long because he is silly and like once you find out that he's never hurt anybody that of course makes way more sense you're like oh of course this sweet baby like has never done anything wrong in his life. And we, and like, there's a little bit of a conflict of, like, well, he, then why he, was he hurting animals? animals? But maybe he just grew out of it. Maybe he was, it was, well, it was that genuine, like, scientific curiosity yeah. that he... The implication is that he's got a mechanical mind and he was trying to, I don't know, like... Understand. Is he, like, is the implication supposed to be that he's on the spectrum or something? Like... Oh, 100%, I think, yeah. yeah so, absolutely. like, he just doesn't, he's having trouble and he's trying to figure out electronics because he's really good at electronics. Yes. One of the things that, I, we didn't talk about this, but, like, he... He has this layer that is just, like, filled with electronic equipment. Mm-hmm. And it's not clear what all of it does. Some of it is, like, experimental stuff. But, like, he has a microwave. And he has built a remote for his microwave. Like, sort of mm-hmm. just DIY. Like, just, like, made yeah. a remote for it. And, like, it's all very interesting, like, the the detail. Mm-hmm. I think, I just think that, like, I think that it's possible we're getting a, a wrong impression from Cragland about what was happening. Yeah. Like, when he says he was ripping the legs off of a stray cat, maybe it was something to Eugene more scientific and maybe compassionate than that. But, like, mm. it was it's, it's clear there's some disconnect because Eugene never tried to hurt Kylie, never tried to hurt anyone in the time period he was, like, living in the house, except for... Dennis. Dennis, who he know, like, knew well, killed Lizzie. Yeah, yeah, to evangel Lizzie, I right. assume. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely the implication, is that he knows about lizzie and that he was like trying to protect her well he was friends with lizzie right yeah yeah yeah. we didn't talk about that earlier i don't think but he's been around long enough that he knew lizzie before she was murdered he was living in the house i think at that point he was already living in the walls by the time lizzie was there yeah yeah. i think the inflation with with crack he talked to lizzie at the same time that he talked no uh the same way that he talked to kyle the same way yeah yeah, 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 but he would like sit in the vents and like talk to the children who lived in that room on the topic of uh eugene's little inventions one of the great strengths of this movie, and again, we're getting into specifics here, so I am sorry for <laughs> listeners who just don't care. <laughs> but I think that, and I don't think I've ever talked about this on a podcast before, uh, the prop work and design in this movie is mm-hmm. absolutely so brilliant. It is so meticulous. There are just like so many times where I thought like, oh, that's such a good idea that someone thought to implement. Mm-hmm. One of them is this microwave remote, right? Like, it doesn't add anything to the plot. It's just, it illustrates... And fleshes out Eugene's little world of what mm-hmm. he's done. Is that he's created this invention, basically. Mm-hmm. Microwaves don't have remotes. It would take technology to like you know like right, to right, figure right. that out. Great, just like builds Eugene's. And he's character, had time. He's had time in this, you know. But doesn't distract. Some other ones happen during the fight scene. Um, the corkscrew used like pulling that out of the cop's neck and then using it. Um, he Dennis is trying to stab Kylie, but she holds up a toy xylophone and he stabs through the spaces in between the mm-hmm. what are they called on a xylophone keys they're not, they're not keys they're like uh i don't know the bars on a xylophone yeah. um 
and like there there's some sound there as a result but again just like the thought that went into that dial phone is uh presented earlier it's a, it's a Chekhov's gun moment which it is, is cool she finds it in the same box she finds her tap shoes Chekhov's toy xylophone <laughs> um again just like that someone had the thought to be like this is a cool thing we can exactly like we can bring back and we can have be a I think that the laundry thing is the exact same way I think anyone who's ever used a drying like a laundry drying rack 100%. has been kind of a little frightened of the way that it bends together mm-hmm. and the way that the how kind of sharp it appears and using it as a weapon is fascinating. Is really interesting. And again, like, it's, it's a great moment. It's insightful to like have mm-hmm. thought of using it that way. The other one, uh, I think it's during the same the same extended fight scene mm-hmm. is that the electric saw that Dennis is using. Like he's he's trying to cut through the door for like a shining here's Johnny moment. Yes, but it like runs out of power. Mm-hmm. It's like very interesting to like bring this thing in and then like the practicality of no it's just not going to be yeah. like i think that's the really cool element of like this movie is called housebound it's most of it with a little few exceptions of like the hospital and the police station most of it takes place inside this house and so using just household items yeah the garden shears like oh the garden shears too yeah. yeah the way that everything works in this like world of it just being things in the house and i think the way that like I mentioned earlier, Kylie's having trouble putting this vacuum cleaner back in the closet. Those things appeal to, like, people who, like, live in these kinds of houses where you're like, yeah, no one can get their vacuum back in the closet. There's, like, a hose. It's all complicated. And it plays off of things like that for you of, like, you live in a house. You've got this stuff in your house. Like, it's all very real and natural. Again, I think it's also a testament to the the acting. Like, the the actor's... All of them, basically, except for Dennis, who is, like, a little... And Eugene, who I mentioned. But, like, yeah. Eugene's not really... You know, that's different. Eugene, uh, Dennis is a little, like, mustache twirling by the yes, end. Yes, by the end, absolutely. Um, but, like, the family... To the point of, like, what are you, how are you going to get out of this kind of thing? Yeah. I kind of thought that if if he was ever in a position, like, he would just blame it all on Kylie, which is also, like... Well, he makes some comment about... There's some... We, we went about this. There's some joke he makes about how, like social services like screws kids up i don't know uh did i write it down it's a joke about like bad eggs and social services i don't right. remember what it is but he talks about like oh you're screwed up as are all fucking kids who have problems right yeah and he and that's his attitude and i think it's very clear that like he would have kind of pinned it on kylie 100 it's, it plays in the same thing i said in the very beginning of like i think that i i love horror movie um protagonists who are criminals or who are yeah because it means that they can have everything pinned on them. That's kind of what happens in Oculus, too. Yeah. That it's very easy at the end to be like, and then he just gets carted off back to jail, and it fits very neatly into... Spoilers for Oculus. Sorry. <laughs> uh, watch Oculus. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it, it fits very neatly into this, like, the one of the greatest questions about, like, all horror movies that have a either a supernatural element or, like, something as crazy as someone living in your walls right. for 40 years. Um, probably not 40, maybe 30. Uh, I don't know. It's the more we more talk about... a little older... And I thought it might be 30. It's not clear to me because, again, as we are like, the timeline of when it was a halfway house and when that was shut down, I don't really remember. Yeah. But, like, Dennis had to have been... A college student. Yeah. So there is a... And he's not that old. He, I mean... Maybe it's 20 years. He looks like he's in his late 40s. Yeah. You know, like... Maybe, maybe it's 20s. Between 20 and 30 years. In any case, uh, I think that how, it, how it's going to appear to the proper authorities is always something that really interests me. Whether or not... And, like, how they will... How everything will line up to like, oh, yes, uh, 
Kylie is a known criminal. She killed all of them to escape, and that's how it all happened, you know obviously. What, These Kiwi cops seem pretty laid back. TBH. <laughs> they are. The New Zealand justice system, according to this movie, is, is like very laissez-faire. Yeah, that's true. But still, it, it fits very neatly into their... Because, I, yeah, I would have think if you blew something up uh, to get you money blew from up ATM, an ATM, you wouldn't get eight months of house arrest. Especially, it, not a first-time offender. Like, right. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. Wow. She's never killed anyone. Until this movie. Who'd she kill? This. Uh, debatable. She is an accomplice, at least, in that she situation. She does throw him off she the roof. She stabs him in the neck. That's true. She doesn't electrocute him. And, and she doesn't even extend her uh, her sentence. Like, no. there are no repercussions. No, no. I mean, I mean Amos is obviously going to vouch for her. Amos got knocked the fuck out by Dennis, so he's like, that guy's evil. Kylie did nothing wrong. Yeah. I think that, uh, just to sum it up, I don't know if you have more thoughts, but just so I think that this movie's great strengths are its naturalism, its extreme attention to detail. A lot of love went into this and a lot of care in crafting this out. Again, we just talked through... All of them, it seems like. We just talked through so much, like, detail of the plot. There's, like, so much else fleshing out this world. Yeah. Like, so many little details that are just, like, just much appreciated that someone cared. Someone, like, really cared. It's so fun. It's such a fun ride. I don't know. I just really appreciated this. It's a great ensemble cast, but also has a very strong lead to kind of pin yourself to. Like, Kylie is just great. I think Miriam's great. Graham's great. Amos is great. They're all... I think everyone's awesome. Watch it. I I suggest it highly to everyone. It is the kind of movie that, like, I think even us describing the plot, because I liked watching it the second time, even us describing the plot, like... You're not getting everything. Right. Like, there's there's still fun to be had, even if you know all of the, the nooks and crannies yeah. of this movie. So No. Again, definitely... Because, I recommend it. Because it doesn't lean too hard on those twists, and it is so much about the acting and the... You know, Heart and the characters. Production design mm-hmm. and, and all of that. So, watch it. I recommend it. All right. Are you ready to uh, throw a sh- shingle throw at the this? Roof. <laughs> like, like a ninja star? Electrocute it, blow up its head? Blo- no, because it's good. It's always hard to say those things about the movies that we actually I know. Like. So pull up that roulette and we'll see what our next movie will be. Our next episode will be... Dead Silence. I have never seen this movie. Do you know, I, you know about it though? I know it's about a dummy. <sighs> At least, I don't know if it's about a dummy. It has a ventriloquist dummy on the poster. Yikes. Okay. This is a movie people talk about. I'm very excited because I know so little. Uh, I've never even heard of it. So now I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. I don't know if it's supposed to be good. I feel like it's not, but... Okay. It has like famous people in it. and Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Let's Dead Silence. I'm scared. Why? I don't know. I hate dummies. You hate them? Yeah. So you never walk into a Barnes & Noble self-help section? Ha 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 That was not a good one. I'm sorry. All right. So our next episode will be <laughs> Dead Silence. Dead Silence. Tune in. Until then, be sure to check out our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Twitter and Facebook at nowscreaming. Be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Uh, it helps more people find us. And then they can leave their houses. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Um, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> people listen to podcasts on the go. They can listen to our podcast on the go, on the go, out of their houses when they're not on house. Or arrest. if you're under house arrest, you can enjoy our podcast. We have twenty seven comforts of your home. If you are living episodes. in the walls uh, <laughs> and you have a whole electronic system set up, you can listen to the podcast. It's great. Yeah, it's an awesome. Don't even disturb anyone who you currently live with. You can listen together with the person who lives in your house. Perfect. Um, and thanks as always to Wes Craven for creating strong female leads and inspiring everyone else to and you know create strong female leads with depth and character and flaws shouts out to Wes Craven for for Sydney and Nancy yeah. and now for uh Kylie to Kylie. join the ranks <laughs> to join the ranks 
I don't know, not quite, but she's great. She's great. No one's no one's as great as Sydney. Like that's just not possible. Sorry, at <laughs> everyone else. All right. Until next time, everybody. Until next time. Bye. Bye bye.